Today we have a great miracle. Some have called it the greatest fish fry on record. Jesus taking something so small and making it so great. St. Augustine once said, Our hearts are restless until they rest in you, O Lord. Grant that I may know and understand, which is my first obligation, to call upon you and to praise you. Prior to his conversion, Augustine searched everywhere in the world, trying to find truth and joy. And he found it nowhere in the things of the world. Finally, he began to listen to a teacher, and his name was St. Ambrose of Milan. Ambrose taught Augustine all about Christ and how to live the life of virtue and prayer. Ambrose not only explained the teachings to Augustine, he helped him to realize that Christ was his sole source of happiness. St. Augustine is maybe the greatest mind to ever grace the Catholic Church, maybe to ever grace humanity. But he would have been left in his sinful devices if he didn't have a teacher to guide him. If Ambrose had not taught him the faith, Augustine would have faded into history. Teenagers and children need to be instructed in the faith and not just one wait one hour a week. Our CCD programs, faith formation programs are grossly outmatched by the power and the propaganda and the agenda of the world right now. Grossly outmatched. We just can't compete. My dear parents, your kids are being formed by a culture, and it is maybe the most dangerous culture to ever exist. I don't know if I've told you this story, but if I have, it's okay. I get, I'm preaching, so you just get to listen to it again. But I figured I haven't been here that long. I couldn't be reusing stories already. But it's about a man in China. It's a true story. <clears throat> he was in the Fujing province of China, and in that province, Christianity, religion, period, is outlawed, punishable by imprisonment. And this man was the head man who organized the entire underground church. He pulled together the people, he hid the priests. He was the the go-to guy. And after several months, he was caught and arrested and taken into prison. They tortured this man for 30 days with a cattle prod-like device where they shocked him until he passed out, burned him, scarred him. And when he would come back, They would do it again for 30 straight days. And the only thing he had to do was say where the priest was. And this man wouldn't do it. And after 30 days, they released him. The first thing he did was left China. And he went straight to America. When he got to America, he was amazed by daily mass. Daily adoration, church doors wide open, people freely practicing their faith. And he took advantage of it. He was in church all the time. Then he got a job. 
And he was working 40 hours a week and everything was great. He had a job, his faith, everything. <clears throat> Sending money back to his family in China. Then he got a promotion. But the promotion meant that he had to come in early. And to come in early, he had to give up daily mass. So he took the promotion. He said, I still got adoration. Still faithful to Sunday Mass. That's what God asks of me. After a year, he got another promotion. The only way this promotion worked, he would make twice as much money. But he would have to work every other Sunday. And so every other Sunday, he started to miss Mass. In three years, this man was no longer a practicing Catholic. What communist China couldn't do to this man through torture, our culture did without even trying. And that is the culture that our young people are growing up in right now. This culture, in this culture, we need a powerful institution to guard our children from the lies of modernism. They need a place where daily they are encouraged to live the gospel. In short, we need Catholic education. Education is not solely for the communication of theory, principles, knowledge. In fact, Cardinal Newman once said this, education, just through the communication of knowledge, does not necessarily make good children. It can easily make smart devils instead of stupid ones. Education is about the whole person. And if we leave out one component, it is catastrophic to the formation of a child. Parents who are seriously concerned with their children's well-being make sure that the truths of the faith are ingrained in the hearts and minds of their children. But we live in a busy culture. And sometimes we don't have the time. And so the greatest asset that any Catholic parent has in the modern day is the Catholic school system. My friends, this is not just me. The U.S. bishops recently said this in one of their documents. We, the bishops of the United States, declare that the greatest asset we have in the modern world for the religious education of our young men and women is our Catholic school system. I bring this up today because in my first few weeks as your pastor, I've been having a lot of meetings. Meeting after meeting after meeting. Budgets. All types of stuff. And I have noticed that our Catholic school is not doing well. Our Catholic school is on an ever so slow decline. St. Joseph's used to boast the largest Catholic grade school. 700 kids. We now have 92. I say this to you not because we're going to shut the doors. I say this to you because, to quote somebody very famous right now, I want to make St. Joseph Catholic School great again. <laughs> there is so much potential over there. So much. CCD is a good thing, don't get me wrong. And our public systems are not bad. But they lack a serious component of the formation of a child. And that component is Jesus. Young men and women 
are bombarded with worldly ideologies day in and day out, and they're not learning the faith. The average daily media intake of a teenager right now is three hours. That means for three hours, they sit before the classroom of the world, being taught whatever the world wants to tell them. They are learning everything that good Christian parents are opposed to. And modern public education in this country is driven by anti-Christian propaganda. You can't even talk about Jesus in the classroom. Is one hour a week going to make our kids intense followers of Jesus Christ? Or is it going to seem like a burden because it's getting in the way of the studies in the classroom of the world? My dear people, I don't think that these young people are bad. I just think they're misguided. Just like St. Augustine was. And what saves St. Augustine from being a preacher of the wickedness of the world? A teacher. A teacher. I taught for six years at St. Mary's High School, and I taught for four years out at the University of Mary. I know what good Catholic education can do to the hearts of young people. It changes them. I see their hunger for truth, for a love, for a joy, for an authenticity that they can't get out there. That's why Jesus said, I promise a peace that the world can't give. They have what it takes. They just need the guidance. As St. Paul says in his letter to the Romans, how can they hear the faith without someone to teach them? I beg you with all my heart to consider the great opportunity we have here at St. Joseph's. If you are not able to handle the financial requirements, we will find a way to make it work. I heard that the past, in the past that the Bismarck schools have boldly made the claim that they will make sure those who desire Catholic education will receive it no matter what their financial status. And I make that same claim today. I don't know how it's going to work. And it takes a lot of faith to make a claim like that. You know what else took a lot of faith? That someone could take five loaves and two fish and give it to a man. And he could feed 5,000 people. St. Joseph's School is one of the greatest schools in this area. And it will be great again. But we need your help. I need your help. Maybe you don't have kids anymore. Then you can help a financial endowment. That I want to start to help offset the education costs for those that can't pay because they don't have enough money. No one should be turned away. No one. You can help with your prayers to make sure that whatever happens in the upcoming years is according to God's plan, not Father Waltz's plan. But most of all, we need kids. We need your encouragement of young families to send their kids here. And I know in no way that this school is perfect. I know that. But we're going to do everything in this upcoming year to fix that. We're going to do amazing things. And so I end with a prayer to St. Joseph. St. Joseph, you who taught the Son of God, who protected him and provided for him, 
We beg you to intercede for us and give us the insights that we need to make our school great. We beg you for the generosity of these parishioners. We beg you for new and fresh ideas about education. But most of all, we beg you for the faith and the trust to allow the Holy Spirit to work in and through us so that all of this will be done according to the will of our Father. This school has provided for so many throughout the years. May we continue this legacy far into the future and continue to form the hearts and minds of young boys and girls as leaders in this community and saints in this life. Amen.